Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Welcome to another edition of SEC Football and Beyond. I'm Neil McCready, Chris Landry with me here today as well. It is, wow, Friday, March the 5th. We're already the fifth day of March? (laughs) How'd that happen? Uh, March the 5th, it is a uh, beautiful weekend here. Hopefully it's a beautiful weekend where you are. Hopefully you have a a great one. And... um, Talk about a number of things today. Um, to be honest, uh, Chris is far more prepared for today's show than I am, but we're gonna we're gonna get through it. Um, we'll talk about some uh, facility stuff. We're gonna talk about this Les Miles news. I think LSU expecting to release a report as early as today. Uh, we'll talk. Chris has some recruiting updates. I'll get you a uh, SEC basketball update. The final day of the regular season, the final days of the regular season are this weekend. A bunch of games Saturday. Uh, one game on Sunday, then the tournament will be uh, will be seated. It starts next Wednesday in Nashville. Uh, Thursday is a big day in the SEC tournament, and then uh, the quarterfinals on Friday and Selection Sunday. Believe it or not, one week from uh, from Sunday, so all of the uh, all the speculation will will end in uh, nine days. So a lot to happen in nine days. Probably SEC getting uh, six teams in for sure. And then uh, Ole Miss is probably the one team that can sort of see the bubble from where it is. Uh, the Ole Miss needs Ole Miss needs some wins and some help, but everybody else probably has to win the SEC tournament to to uh, to get in. Chris, how are you? I am doing well. Um, it uh, it is flying by uh, already. March fifth, you mentioned, and you know from my end, trying to getting ready for free agents in the NFL and then the draft right around the corner. People say uh, all the time, talk about well, football season and miss football season. Yeah. And you know, it's like, man, I always say it's like planting a garden. If you, if you don't plant and, and, uh, and sow the seeds and everything you you can't harvest in the fall. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get everything done uh, before the draft and then um, get ready and turn around. So uh, it's been busy, but a lot of fun, a lot of things, coming at me at one time and haven't even really talked about spring football. You know, I know we'll talk spring football as we get it here, but you know, my, my thing on spring football and evaluation is I usually have to table the practice tape that I get till after the draft. Cause I don't even have time. So, uh, but we'll certainly try to get you the best information. We, we do it. We keep it up. I know on Landry football, I know you keep up with the Rebs and everything, in the SEC over at Rebel Grove, but yeah, a lot of things, a uh, lot of things going on. Uh, it's going to be a big day in Baton Rouge as we get off this show. 10 a.m. Central is when the interim chancellor, interim uh, uh, pre- chancellor of LSU, president of LSU, is going to 
They're going to have some sort of a press conference and then a release of they released a email to every faculty member at LSU yesterday that there was going to be a release today, <laughs> that the findings were coming out by the group. So we will find it out. And of course, some of the discovery lawsuits have led to some other information that's come about that we've talked about. We talked about last week. And so, you know, what we always say, you open the closet door there. You may find the skeletons you're looking for and you may find some more that you weren't looking for, but you say, Oh wow. I forgot about that. I didn't know about that. What did you make of the Les miles news that's come out? Uh, the one that struck me the most, Chris, and there's a lot there, but that LSU told him you can't be, a, you can't be in a room with a female student worker or whatever, not even for a second. I mean, that is LSU saying, we don't trust you at all. Yeah, and then, you know, telling them the punishment was, so let's, for people who don't know, there's an investigation. There was a lot of things going on, a lot of rumors. So 2013, LSU did a investigation, had a law firm in town, Taylor Porter, uh, do a investigation, independent investigation on what was going on. And they found out through the investigation that less who had an apartment or a condo apartment, Northgate's apartment right outside of campus. He, you know, makes a lot of money. So he's got his home and his wife. He's got a condo. Okay. He's got a condo, which, you know, okay. Yeah. You know why? Hey, look, you know, whatever. He's got a condo. All right. It's one thing. Got a condo. Leave it there. Nothing else. But now there was a lot of rumors about what went on in that condo and who went there at the condo. And so in the investigation, it came out that he was very involved, maybe a little bit too involved. So basically, I think everyone knows that you have hostesses on campus for recruiting and whatnot, and they're always pretty. Of course they are. Of course. A little bit unusual when the head coach gets actively involved. Normally what he says, make sure they're pretty, they're, they're you know, fun and personality, yada, yada, yada. But when he actively gets involved and as the investigation, this is not media reporting, this is the LSU investigation, came out and there were rumors to these things. I alluded to it last week, but rumors are rumors. This is an investigation that was done. So apparently he would meet with these girls that were interviewing to be hostesses and he would develop what he described as he was trying to mentor young girls, but it it just comes across very creepy um, getting their cell numbers into his burner phone. So he's got a burner phone and a condo and he's got alias names for the girls and they have for him. So I don't know if it's, you know, big daddy lesson, sugar, babe, Susie, or whatever, what, you know, whatever. I don't mean to make fun, but the, the uh, point is, is some really bad judgment, bad <laughs> judgment by the young girls, but, to, why would you go back to the condo with him privately? That's another issue. Yeah, but this, and, yeah. and you got the 50-year-old-plus guy doing creepy things, getting close to him. So LSU said, stop it. And, of course, they were having success then. Stop <laughs> it. Joe Oliva said, stop it. Uh, and then and to the point where they say you can't be alone with these student workers because the student workers were going to Sharon Lewis who's the head of on-campus recruiting, saying, this guy's creeping me out. 
This, this is, is this has been last month. This is last month. This is horrible. It is so bad. It is so bad. This, as as the father of of, of two young daughters, teenagers. I, I thought about you last night because I knew I was coming on the show with you, and I'm like, now here is Neil, who people don't know, has got a beautiful young daughter in college, and then got another younger one that's not in college yet. But uh, and that's I'll be honest with you, because I don't have kids. I really did think about you and your daughter. I'm like, that just unnerved me. That you know that that could be her i don't i don't you know that's just you know i, I, I gotta keep this real i, I gotta keep this totally hey, real. go ahead dad good you speak dad this is neil the dad this is and i want to hear from neil the dad right well, here now. here it comes les miles is deplorable he should be fired immediately at kansas people think it'll take long before that'll happen i agree look into this immediately at kansas and say unless unless you can produce evidence that this is complete complete lies which obviously he can't well the thing about it neil is again let me reiterate for people that might be saying oh that's a media it's not a media report this is an independent right taylor the the lsu's report now the issue is why didn't lsu act a little bit more sternly well they were having a little bit more success back then and that that's a big problem there and and here's the thing i want to say this real quick i want to turn it back to you all right there was no evidence and no sexual misconduct taking place that we're aware of. It's just really creepy activity with burner phones, uh, uh, trips alone to the condo of note. That just does not happen, should not happen. It's creepy. Even though he never, now there was, he denied he kissed one of them. She said he did. He said, she said, there's no proof of that. But there is evidence that he was taking him to the condo, and those things just not right. Just this not is, right. It's a man that has wrong a, path. This is a man that has a multi-million dollar home in Baton Rouge. He doesn't need a condo. <laughs> he has an office at LSU. I've been in the office. It's a nice office, and I'm sure the one that they have now is even nicer. He has a multi-million dollar home in in Baton Rouge. There's no reason for Les Miles to have a condo other than to do things that he shouldn't be doing now yeah, and then let me just say yeah exactly right so like he, his mom passed away and his sister passed away you could have a condo if you're that rich to say hey i'm gonna put somebody up in a condo my family right. they have enough money that's not what was going on there and there's a whole lot of stuff that was going over there that some of us that live in the town and here's and, the, here's the other thing oh, and, and uh, look and, and this is this is you you nailed it a minute ago lsu looked the other way on this because he was winning LSU mm-hmm. looked the other way on this because he was recruiting. LSU looked the other way on this because it would have been kind of inconvenient at the time to come out. And, hey, this is what Ole Miss did with Hugh Freeze. Ole Miss knew things were going on with Hugh Freeze, and Ole Miss was winning. And I've said this so many right. times, Chris, when Ole Miss was winning, I never heard a word about Hugh Freeze, just rumblings. Hey, have you heard about such? But when Ole Miss started losing in 16 and the NCAA, the, the, the news started to tighten, all of a sudden, man, people coming out of the woodwork. Have you heard about this woman? Have you heard about this woman? Have you heard about this woman? But I'm going to tell you this. As a dad, let me get through this real quick. As a dad, when you trust a football program or a basketball program or an athletics program, when you trust them with your daughter who's maybe interested in a career in some form of athletics, okay, when she comes in there, you as an athletics director and everybody down, 
you're responsible to make sure that, pardon my French here, that shit like this doesn't happen. And that when it does, people are held accountable. I'm not one of these people that, I, it bothers me, man. It really bothers me because I know a lot of female journalists and I've worked in, in athletics long enough to see a lot of the, the, the young people that uh, some of them happen to be female who are thinking about careers and whether it's sports information or athletics administration, that, that they're not, they're not there as a, as a little uh, eye candy or as a, some sort of a, a potential sex toy. They're a human being. They're, they're, they're there to be a part of your athletics program. And if you can't treat them respectfully, then you don't need, they, either they don't need to be there or you don't need to be there. One or the other. This is, and this other deal, when these coaches, man, if, if you've got coaches running around your town that are, are look, if, if they're having affairs with, 40 year old women that that's a that's that's up to them that's that's their yeah, thing. that is a it's, it's a distinction but if, but if you're having relationships if you're having relationships with college-aged girls <laughs> with co-eds as an adult you're taking advantage of your stature you're taking advantage of your position of authority you're taking advantage of the fact that's that, it. that they're not in that position of power they're young that's it you hit it you are what you are doing in that moment is nothing short of sexual harassment, and it's nothing short of, in my opinion, and I know legally people would disagree with this, but if you consummate that, in my eyes, it's a rape. I mean, I have no, I have zero tolerance for that crap, none. And people, sometimes you get these these guys out in football world that are big fans or whatever that are like, ah, ha, ha, you know, guys will be guys. No, 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 no. When you're in a position of power like that. You cannot take advantage of subordinates because they are subordinates. If if you want to go have an affair with with um, uh, Mary the housewife, that's that's between you and that's a moral Mary. issue. That's I'm a yeah. This, this is a this is a power thing. Yeah, I, it is. I have, I have no respect for it at all. That, that's and, the biggest problem: the yeah. power that you have over an influential young girl. And I don't know if it was. He said he was mentoring for his other business. I don't know what Les had other business. I don't know if he had a couple of real estate stuff, but again, was using that as I can help your career. I'm going to mentor you. I mean, if you're going to mentor, please, you don't do it alone, driving them to the, um, to, to the condo. You don't have burner phones. You don't do that. If you want to mentor, there, there are things you can do in your office that you can mentor. There are programs you can set up. Of course. I mean, I think I think it is playing. I mean, this is a desperate. You must think everybody's a friggin' idiot if you're saying you were trying to mentor them. We all know what he was doing. And let me just say this. I, and I said this last week. People didn't hear. So I I. I I don't know a lot of that. I don't want to know. I don't know what my neighbor across the streets. I mean, I, I don't don't get in people's business. Unfortunately, because through the combine and the senior bowl, when we were non-COVID, I, you get to see things with people personally, how they do things. And we're not, we're not dealing with the most moral people because power that these coaches have, college, NFL, they use it because whether they're good looking or if you're average looking and you got power and money, Man, you're going to attract a lot of people that are looking to try to advance themselves, and you can take advantage of that. A lot of people do it. It's different than doing it on campus. It's creepy. It's almost not 
physically touching the same way, but almost like the the creep that's in jail at Michigan State. You know, the the Nasser guy. You know, it's not not the same, but like you almost get the feeling that if it could have advanced to that, it it, it you know he would have been down with that, as they like to say. You know, and the, and the, you know. So my concern is that I there were things less is beyond as awkward as he sounds in the media he's much more awkward in person talking i mentioned before that we had a tournament i belong to the university club right down the street right L- that's the home of lsu golf there was uh, tournaments there les had an alumni tournament there ex-players showed up les doesn't play golf so he showed up and shake hands and all that under nobody's it he decided a few years ago to bring a half a dozen girls from the place called the gold club. I think the gold club has been bought out by hustler or penthouse in town. I don't frequent the place, but it was a, a gentleman's club where yes, where- yes. A, dan- a dancer strippers. Gotcha. And, and it, the behavior there with how he acted and talked and, and all that kind of stuff made a whole lot of people uncomfortable to the point where, he said, we're not having this tournament here. LSU said, we're not having it on our, our the Tiger Athletic Foundation owns the damn club. <laughs> They're not, we're not, we're not having it here anymore. How, how, you know, and so this happened like years ago and I can't remember. I was trying to figure out if this was before 2003, it was around that same time. My point is, is they knew stuff was going on because they found them. I mean, supposedly the girl that said he kissed her in the car said it was behind the football offices, which, you know, I mean, beyond, you know, creepy, how dumb, you know, I mean, you already said you got the, you got the condo. I guess, I guess you couldn't convince her to go to the condo. I, I don't want to make fun of this because this is nothing funny about it, but look, um, this is just, Neil hit it on the head. It's the power issue that you have over people. And you want to know people's character, put them in power. Absolutely. I mean, I think we're seeing that right now. And I'm not a, I don't follow politics, but from what I've heard, the governor of New York is in a, in a situation where he's got caught into, you know, something to where, you know, and, and I, the, 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 here's the thing that, you know, that hit me. The first thing is that family man, um, I, I knew Kathy, Kathy's his wife who coached basketball at Michigan got two good. Well, I don't, I mean, I, I think two good boys and two good girls. And I'm just thinking, what did they know about this? Are they finding about this out about this today? Like everybody else. That's where my feelings went to the girls that were maybe thought that Les was a good guy and trying to help him, and then kind of figuring out that he was, yep. you know, not doing that or it, that makes me feel bad. And then it makes me feel bad for, you know, the two girls who, you know, two girls in particular that, that I know just idolize their dad and the two boys and how they feel about this. Now that, that, that bothers me a lot. There was a lot of this stuff going on. I would say not. this is not high on the list, Neil, but, and I know it's difficult. I'm not a reporter, but they uncovered this. Why is this coming out now, people will say? Because there was a file for discovery 
on this investigation that's being done and this and it's been announced not on this investigation this is a whole another situation that's coming out today for the whole Derek guys and the title nine all that stuff this was uncovered as a result so this is not you know they're trying to figure this out now but on campus in the LSU athletic department Joe Oliva who's no longer the athletic director they knew stuff was going on. Did they know every gory detail? Perhaps not, but they knew enough to know that this weren't right. And a lot of people were complicit. So the people that were complicit, they have the the stain on their hands too for those young girls. I, I, I really am embarrassed as a as an LSU grad, as got my first coaching job there and the place means a lot to me that there's been a lot of things there that are very disturbing. Well, you know, it's, here's the thing, what happened at LSU with Les miles, with all this stuff, not only could it happen anywhere, it happens at a lot of places. It does. It does. And so if you're in an athletics department today, there's a lot going on in the world, obviously, with COVID and 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 some changing of, of attendance, and you got a lot on your plate right now. You know, you you're managing a lot, but you have to some point today or this weekend or first part of next week, you got to call the the staff meeting together, I think, and say, let's talk about this. Let's not. Is there's going to be a temptation among some people to 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 revel in this? Like ah, here LSU is getting their just desserts, blah blah blah. That's fine. When you get through with that, when you get through with that little laugh, you have to sit down and have a meeting and go, what happened there could so easily happen here. Mm -hmm. And what are, 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 are we, do we have in place the machination to catch and to handle something like this if it happened here? And, and Chris, you nailed it. Here's the big question. Do we have the intestinal fortitude do we have the testicular fortitude? Do we have the courage, whatever word you want to use, to address something like this, even in a scenario in which we are winning? Do we have this? Because anybody can do it if you're losing, because now it's an excuse. Hey, you know, like Tennessee, Tennessee was just looking for a reason, just looking for a reason to run Jeremy Pruitt, just searching. They went out looking for their own damn NCAA investigation. Get rid of the guy, save us some money, move on. Do you have the guts to do it if you're 11 and 1? Do you have the guts to do it if you're fourth in the country? Do you have the guts to do it if the guy's recruiting a top 10 recruiting class every single year and the money's rolling in from boosters who are just happy because, hey, baby, we're winning. And when I say we, I mean anybody. Fill in your school, fill in your rival school, fill in some random school, call it whatever school you want to call it, Oregon, Oregon State, Clemson, South Carolina, and any part in between. It, it, this applies to any of those. Do you have what it do you have the courage to make that move when you know you should make it? Yeah. How about uh I'll give you one, and this was well, I, I can't think of anything worse that happened on a campus or the Michigan State situation is bad. Um, Penn State was was awful. But you wonder, you know, the whole, man, this is, it, it was convenient to kind of usher Joe Paterno out. 
because I think, you know, pushing him out under normal circumstances was, I mean, eventually it was going to happen. God bless him. He's getting old enough, but yeah, I often wonder if, if they were still winning at a high level, had they figured out a way to, to, you know, not push coach Paterno out. And, and I'm not saying that he deserved it or didn't deserve it, but to your point, it's not based upon deserve or not deserved. It's based upon, do we want to mess up what we got going here? Or do we want to use this as an opportunity to move on to create a better situation. Uh, look, money can corrupt. And you can, I, I learned this a long time ago in evaluating players. Money makes you more of what you are. If you're a good person and you make a lot of money and you're more inclined to do good things for people, with people, you, you tend to do that. You do what you want with your money. If you're someone that's going to use that for a certain power, your position of power, your money to do things, uh, to go down the path, to have things that happen. Uh, we, I see it a lot with players. I see it a lot with, with, with coaches that, you know, um, guys can be really bad and their libido can work really, really high. Now they're different situations. I mean, like for example, Bob Petrino and the volleyball player who was hired as a student, you know, it just made me uncomfortable. That sounded creepy too, but apparently she wanted to be involved in that relationship. Right. I mean, you know, I, and she was of, I don't know, 22, 23 ish. Cause she got a full time, you know, I mean, a little creepy. I mean, we kind of know that maybe she was, maybe she was a gold digger and trying to, you know, but she did it willingly. I, I think there's just something sinister about almost trying to recruit these young girls and, and, you know, to but see who might want to go down a path that's I, I just with 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 the idea that I'll help you and I can help your career when I, I don't think he's ever done anything to try to really help. I'm talking about less now to help. I haven't really heard that boy. He's really helped a lot of folks out and he's really good. That's not really the word with less. And I, I just uh I guess that's part of, you know, and people are really surprised and I always tell folks all the time, Neil, you deal a lot of them with the press. I, I deal a lot of them with it personally and I don't share stuff because I'm going to tell you what, I could pop your bubble of some of your favorite coaches out there that you respect and people that you wouldn't believe that they did. And I'm not here. I'm not a kiss and tell type person, but unfortunately I've seen things that are disturbing, not illegal or anything, but just what I would say morally not not right. And I may at the time or two said something if I was close enough to them, but don't think, you know, these guys because you like them or dislike them on a press conference. Cause a guy is a moody at a press conference. Doesn't make him a bad guy. And because a guy is really affable at a press conference, doesn't make him a good guy. You know, don't think, you know, I like this guy. I like, you don't know this guy. You don't. And so as to your point, as bad as it is, don't think that something similar is not going on currently at other places and use this as an opportunity out there to take a hard look at your program before it gets into the embarrassing situation that LSU is in right now. I'll say this, then we'll move into how this could affect LSU. What are you hearing about what's coming today along those lines? This isn't football coaches, but it, it, it certainly has applied to some football coaches. It applies to, a lot of guys in general. There's a lot of guys out there, man, 
oh, who, when when you know when they were in college or whatnot, and they go to the bar, they're not leaving with the prettiest girl. They don't they don't have that game. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they get into their coaching careers and they get money, they get some fame, they get some power, they get some influence because we as a society put football up on a pedestal. And all of a sudden, they can walk into the proverbial bar and leave with the proverbial prettiest girl, and it's too much temptation. Oh, yeah. And look, I mean, you know, it's like, well, you know, there was, we all know, like Lane, once he and uh, Layla got divorced, you know, the whole Alabama and the Joy Freshwater, I believe, was what was called. And, and you know. It's one thing to go out to a bar and with a consensual, and again, these girls in college are, I mean, look, they're, they're above 18, but again, you're going into a bar and you're, you're kind of, you know, if you're trying to pick her up and she wants to be picked up, that's two consensual people. It's to me, it just is a little bit different than somebody that thinks somebody maybe cares about you and just, boy, this, this is a head coach and he really is taking an interest in me and he wants to maybe help me. And there are a lot of naive people out there that, that are, that are doing, I mean, it happens. It happens quite a bit. Um, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I have, you know, I just, you get a lot of people and you get a lot of people at the, I, I see it at the combine and people, you know, if they think you can help them, you know, it's, it's, it's like going to a strip club. These guys think, oh man, she's really, yeah, she's really into me. Dude, she's into your wallet. No, not go ahead. Well, that's the same thing. They're into maybe what you can provide for them. Uh, and I think some of that is, you know, beware if you got a daughter out there that beware of, particularly if she's good looking, beware of, um, the fact that there may be ulterior motives and that, that they may be trying to help themselves more than they're trying to help you. Just, just yeah. be aware of that out there. That's a public be, service announcement. Be aware of what the word you're searching for is predators. Be yeah, aware, it's, be aware, it be is. Yeah, that's what yeah, it is. Predators. You see, you see the catch of predators on the, uh, on these catchy shows, Dateline or whatever type things. You know, how is this a whole lot different, really, when you think about it? It's, it's, you get, and, and you don't have to reach out to them. They come to you because you're the head coach. And, and like, you know, I mean, you're telling me that you can't help you if you want to spend 15 minutes with a young lady to further their career because she wants to get in real estate and you got, you know, on some real estate or she wants to be in, but that you can't spend 15 minutes in your office that you can say, well, we have to do this at my condo at Northgate's apartments. Uh, let's let's give me your cell number and let's put it under our code. I mean, good God. I'm, 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 I'm creeped out talking about it, to be honest with you. All right. Spartan Barton has a question that, that uh, it's been up for a little while. We've been having you and I both gone on our, our individual rants here, yeah. but he says, uh, what's the worst that could happen to LSU with their current investigation mixed in with this new info about less miles. Let me add to that question, Chris, for a second. Will the less miles stuff be a part of, this investigation, this this is two completely separate things, correct? They are, uh, but I don't know what's going to come out of the investigation. So we need to see what comes out. So I, I don't know. I mean, just to say, like I was talking with <clears throat> somebody yesterday uh, over at LSU, and, you know, they know it's going to be bad. 
I just don't know how bad. I mean, you know, you know, in fact, it may not be as bad as we think because we think it's just we may think we're going to see bodies come out the closet and and yeah. be like, oh, really? It's not as bad as I thought. I don't know. Right. So that's going to determine that I think the whole lack of institutional control comes into play here. Um, you know, here's the thing that I mean, I had a, a long conversation with somebody. Scott Woodward's in a tough spot. Scott Woodward is the new athletic. Well, he's been there in a little bit. Is the new athletic director at LSU. This stuff happened not on his watch, but all eyes are going to be on him on how he deals with some of this stuff. Because you know, less is gone. The but this this whole situation of like Derek Geis calling an assistant athletic director who I know and who's actually a friend. What happened there and what, what did he not report it? Did he report it? That, that not, has not, didn't happen under while well, Scott Woodward is, was there, but that guy, that assistant AD is still there. So how does Scott deal with all this is going to be key. And how does the NCAA look at it? And I, you know, what are they going to do themselves to self-impose things? Uh, are they going to fight it? I, I I don't know. And so I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. Um, and there are things that have happened. There are other stuff that's not as sinister or ugly, but just the normal cheating that's going on yep. that I don't know. I don't know where that's going to take it. So I, I, I don't have the answer to where this could go. It could be, look, I, you know, no. For people going, oh, it could get the death penalty. No, they're not. That's not happening again. No. What would happen in the worst case scenario? Loss of a lot of scholarships. Um, I mean, it could even threat take some of the money away. I, you know, I, I don't know. But here's the thing to keep in mind: if you lawyer up these days, the NCAA don't don't win many of those. Losses. So, I mean, if you do like North Carolina was caught on some academic cheating stuff, and they fought it and. You know, Missouri said, look, we did all this stuff wrong and and they, they hammered Missouri and they couldn't do anything in North Carolina because they couldn't prove it. So I don't know how LSU is going to approach this. I don't know if they're going to fight it. I don't know what's going to go on there. The longtime compliance guy was a real, pardon my French, hard ass, uh, former administrative assistant for Dale Brown, no less, Bo Bonson, who's kind of been phased out, but kind of still involved, still on campus always really tough on compliance. He used to just, you know, I I don't know where this is headed. We'll, we'll see. I, I, I don't have the answer. I can just speculate. The worst case scenario is lots of infractions with scholarship take away, or it may not be a whole lot at all, depending on what they can prove. We'll see. And, and what's, what's suitable. We'll uh, transition to a couple other topics in just a second. But first, I want to tell you we're brought to you by Blue Sky. They believe in being fast, fresh, and friendly through the thoughtful layout and cleanliness of their stores. Blue Sky hopes to provide customers with a fast and easy buying experience. They plan to keep things fresh and always provide the freshest flavors of the brand names, products, and the best services available. They even bring in some of the newest products on the market to their stores to provide an even better customer experience. Uh, So check out. Blue Sky today, any one of their 48 store locations across the Southeast. We are also brought to you by uh, Alpha Specialties. They're located at 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. They are your trailer-specific professional. They're the premium trailer dealership in Mississippi. They've got Load Trail, 
which is the premium brand trailer, the highest quality utility equipment dunk, dump and gooseneck trailer being built today. Also uh, home to Hallmark Cargo Trailers, one of the most quality cargo trailers on the market, perfect for hauling goods to markets and shows, ATVs to deer camps, and so much more. Get in touch with them uh, today. They do all types of truck accessories. Listeners can get 10% off a yearly tra- trailer service and inspection at Alpha's full service shop. They repair all types of trailers, concession, horse, utility, enclosed, gooseneck, RV, and more. Give them a call, 601-932-9798, or check them out at alphaofms.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about Alpha on the MPW Digital Network of Podcasts, which includes SEC football and beyond. Um, Got a good little bit of a, of a question here, Chris, that um, is, is pretty interesting. Uh, Jeffrey Parrott says, uh, can you touch on recruiting and uh, name image likeness laws? Do you think college football is at a tipping point with recruiting because of this and the transfer portal? I'm not sure tipping point. It is at a crossroads, maybe similar to what you're getting at. I think um, the name, image, and likeness has been – look, the NCAA wants no part of that. They're kicking that down the road as far as they can, Jeffrey. Um, Look, here's here's kind of what would happen in the transfer portal – just to give you an idea how reactive and how evasive the NCAA can be. You know, people say the NCAA, who's the NCAA? The NCAA is your favorite institution and every other institution that is aboard. That is, you know, it's not Mark Emmert. I mean, he can't unilaterally just make certain decisions, although he has in political influence. When the whole name, image, and likeness came up, and the whole paying players came up. The NCAA's response was, well, we don't want to go down that path. You don't want to do that. So they they said, well, we'll give them the transfer portal. You can leave anytime you want, and, you know, because we just, hey, we'll give you this. We can't give you that. We're going to give you this. So I think they're going to go fighting tooth and nail on the name, image, and likeness. It's having... All it's going to do is if they institute this, it's going to make it difficult to control a very difficult situation anyway. For example, the bigger time programs that have the bigger time alums, the bigger time car dealership boosters and what have you that are not allowed to do anything to help a player out. And I know people say, well, you know, you hear things. I know, I know stuff goes on. But can you imagine if you say, okay, Mr. Car Dealer, you can now have these guys over to for a meet and greet and a little talk, and you can pay them, you know, what's the going rate? All right, you know, $5,000, 10 whatever. Now, if you are allowing them to use their name, image, and likeness, you realize how difficult it is now to control that if they throw in some extra money and you say, well, no, 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 that's good you're only allowed to give that guy five grand for that speech, not 10 or 15. And, you know, but then how do you do cost of living? Cause you know what? Five grand in, you know, Southern city, small town, USA, Iowa city, Iowa, and Los Angeles, California is a lot different. So how do you, how do you handle that? How do you deal with that? The programs that have again, more of the boosters that are involved 
everybody has job or programs where players get jobs and they don't really work real hard, but they get, they give players jobs and money for doing certain work. Now it kind of just takes that all away, but makes it more difficult. Basically you're, you're not having a crack in the barn door. You open the damn thing all up. And now how are you going to control that? Well, the NCAA's enforcement body is zero. Okay. I mean, they can't do a darn thing. They have no subpoena power. They can't do anything. So the only thing that comes out in situations like this was LSU is because this is federal. This is title nine. This is the feds come in. That's what they piggyback off. You know, they say this and that. So how do you deal with the name image and likeness? A lot of these coaches are saying, boy, if you're not in a big time program, it's going to be a problem. The rich will get richer. It's not going to even things out. It's going to make it more difficult, I think, to control because I think some programs are going to be able to pay players more and play more players. Yeah. It's uh, – you covered it. it it's – listen, this – you've talked about it. I've talked about it. This, this summer is going to be revelatory for a lot of people, uh, a lot of kids, a lot of players. Uh, a lot of fans, a lot of fans are not going to understand it. It, it, and for the record, personally, I'm I'm for a a one time no penalty transfer. I am because a, a regular student can transfer. Mm-hmm. A coach can leave the day after signing day and go to a new school, and no one says a word. So I'm, you know, at some point, right is right, wrong is wrong, and a kid gets to do whatever. But understand that decisions have ramifications. And there are going to be a ton, and I do mean a ton of kids stuck in the transfer portal with nowhere to go. Yeah, there already is, and there's going to be more. It's just, and, it, and it's going to become state legislative based. Uh, Spartan Bartman's talk about Florida legislation passed a law saying that college athletes, um, you know, well, Louisiana's process of every state's going to, it's going to be interesting because the liberal states are going to say, yeah, I'll do that. But the conservative ones are going to say, yeah, because, you know, can you imagine a place like Texas saying, no, we're not going to allow name, image, and likeness? The hell they're not. You know, the Longhorns and the Aggies got to keep up with everybody else. So, you know, the you know, you know that it's going to be passed in Alabama and Louisiana. And sure. So it's – it's, but it's – it. look, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say it again. It's just the way we do college athletics, the lack of organization is the problem. And I'm not like I've spent a lifetime in college, but I've spent now just a, a lifetime in the NFL concurrently. And it's and I know it's smaller, but the biggest problem we got in college is a lack of the unified rules and understanding. And it and it is different geographically. Even like the money, the stipend money in which you get. Well, of course a dollar goes further in Iowa city than LA. I mean, common sense, but it goes beyond that. And how do you deal with certain regulations? People hit me up yesterday, but do you need to have a, a, a cap on how much you can pay for uh, analysts and things like that? There are a lot of things that need to be looked at and studied. That's for the best of college football. And it needs to be organized unilaterally. Here's the problem. When the NFL made their rules and regulations back in the day, the NFL wasn't the big moneymaker. So Wellington Mara said, you know, yeah, I'm in New York and I can do my own TV deal, but I'm only going to be as good as Green Bay. 
And so, you know, Chicago and New York said, you know, we're big cities, but we're in a business relationship with these teams. So we need to do a league wide, you know, revenue sharing college football. If you had to do it today, you think if Jerry Jones could go out on his own and do his own TV deal and leave everybody in the dust, Jerry cares about Jerry. Okay. So it's a different mindset in today's world. College football is going far down the path, so far down the path of we're going to do what's best for our university and our conference that no one is going to want to give up any of their power as a conference commissioner for the good of the overall college football. You're not going to, Greg Sankey doesn't want to give up power to someone else. And look, to some degree, I wouldn't want, he's no longer there anymore, but you know, Pac-12 commissioner making decisions for the SEC and vice versa. That's not what I'm talking about, but having people that are organized that could, that together we put together. And I do think having maybe a power five group that you have certain rules that you can, that you play by administratively that are more pursuant to what those teams goals are and what their final financial resources are. And then the group of five maybe can do things a little differently. I think that would make some sense, but that's going to require people to give up power. Well, how many people, you know, want to do that? Those that's the power brokers right now. It's the Jack Swarbick or the current athletic director at Notre Dame, which is Jack and the power five commissioners. They essentially run college football and they 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 work in a political realm, but as we saw with the COVID situation, there was not a lot of agreement. And so, getting somebody that's not a dictatorial guy, but is a great politician that can get those people to work together for the good of college football is what we need. And yet, and, and to get to convince them to give up, you know, their power is is going to be quite the challenge. Yeah, agreed. Um... We got to check out a little bit earlier today, folks. So we're going to kind of, we're going to get to some of your questions. Uh, in fact, I can, I can hang on a little bit longer and answer some of the questions if we need to. I know Neil's got something he's got to get to that's come up today. So I don't want to hold him. I don't want to do producing on the air, but. Well, and we did. No, you're doing a good job. You're doing a really good job uh, because it, there's like three things going on at, at all at one time, but it's interesting because I know you wanted to get to some recruiting stuff. Uh, this is a really good topic. The questions from Spartan Barton. Can you can the recruiting stuff wait till Tuesday, Chris? Absolutely, yeah. No, and and by the way, check it out at Landry Football. The big commitment by Missouri, the quarterback AM gets a good one. Alabama on the verge of getting another one. So, uh, yeah, absolutely, we'll do that Tuesday. Spartan Barton says, "What about schools like Arkansas that have huge money but are not seen as a contender in the SEC? You don't think it will give them the opportunity to get better athletes?" Here's what's. Here's what's going to be interesting about this. I've had this conversation with people at different schools. So at the end of the day, when you're running a business, you still have to make decisions about what's best for the business. You, you, you don't necessarily make decisions that are, um, that are best for your alma mater or best for your fandom when you're running a business and you have to answer to people inside a business. And so I say that to say this, if you're to play, let's use Arkansas as an example. Yes, there's a ton of money up there. There's a ton of money up there in Northwest Arkansas. Tyson, uh, Walmart, of course, uh, J.B. Hunt. Um, one of the things that drew my daughter there, because she's in the business school, is, and I can't remember the exact number, Chris, but I'm going to be within the ballpark of the number, okay? 
of the 500 Fortune 500 companies, it's like 375, give or take a few, and I might be under, have an office, a staffed full-time office within 30 minutes of the University of Arkansas. Wow. And because of the Walmart deal, Walmart won't do business with you if you don't have a local presence. Wow. So there's there's a ton of money up there. But is it is it a smart investment if you're one of those businesses? Is it a smart overall investment for you to go, you know what, we're going to sponsor, we're going to have, we're going to hire the the starting middle linebacker for the Razorbacks. We're a national brand, but we're going to get him to be a spokesperson. Well, that might help you with Arkansas, but does that help you anywhere else? Is that a cost-efficient use of your marketing dollar? That kind of thing. That's that's the question. And and so there's this assumption that at, at these schools, like let's say you're a big car dealer in Birmingham. <clears throat> if you're going to get an Alabama player to be a spokesperson, well, you're going to want an Auburn player to be a spokesperson too. And then you're going to probably want a UAB person to be a spokesperson too, because you want all of their money. You don't want just, you know what I mean? You don't want just the Alabama money. You, the Auburn guy that can come in and buy a car, you want his money too. And the UAB guy that can come in and buy a car, you want his money too. And in a place like Birmingham or Nashville or Atlanta, where you would go, oh, they're going to be a big fit for Georgia. Well, there's people that live in those cities that are alumni of schools from all over the country. You don't want to do anything that runs them off. So it, it's a it, it's a fine line. I think there's a lot of people that think this is going to impact just tons and tons of kids in all sorts of different sports. And maybe it will. I could be wrong. But I'm going to believe it when I see it. Well, for the for the businesses that are legitimately want to use those people as advertising, yeah, I think – they're concerned about making money. I, I think the issue, though, it's a license. Not, I don't think it's good business. Like, for example, there will be businesses that really won't benefit from having an Alabama player, a Texas player, what have you, promote. But that's just going to be a means to give them money. You, you see what I'm saying? Which is, it, it's just, and it's so, you know, it, it's. So if you've got somebody that is a business and they're they're an Alabama supporter or an Auburn supporter supporter, they're they're gonna. I mean, uh, Jimmy Rain is gonna want to help Auburn. He does, and and if he can funnel money that way, he's not gonna. He doesn't. He's not gonna try to give money to players that go to Alabama. And where it's gonna get into, it's gonna get into recruiting. You come over here, Neil. You sign with us. Let me tell you what we're gonna. What do you do? You bring Jimmy Rain in on a recruiting visit. I'm being, I'm, I'm being cynical here. But my point is, it's like you come here. This is what you can get in NIL money, and you know, not everybody will. Um, they're, they're like, for example, offensive linemen may not get as much play. But you better believe if you know if you are running things and you're saying institutionally we need to take care of our offensive linemen. Well, Mr. Big Booster that's got the money that can figure out a way to write it off and say, hey, I'm going to make sure that, you know, all the offensive linemen get their kick too, and they could come together and whatever, shake some hands, kick some, kiss some babies, whatever. And that's where I think it's going. The, the real advertising value, I don't know. That's going to be up to businesses to think how that's going to benefit them. 
I just think it's going to be another way to funnel some money that's going to be tougher to trace because you say, well, of course I gave them money. It's part of this NIL deal. I think it's tougher to track down. Whereas now, if you get caught doing it under any circumstances, you're in trouble. Um, jump around a little. Um, why is FSU out recruiting Florida right now, especially coming off a three-win season? Jay Stephens wants it's to early. Play. It's early. Yeah. I think I think we need in 2022-2023, Florida State got a really big commitment from 2024 last week. We had it up on the website. Uh, it's early. Uh, they're recruiting hard. They're recruiting well. The reason why they're ranked higher to, to your answer is they're identifying players quicker and they're offering quicker because that's how they have to f- turn the tide, so to speak, in order to get, have a chance to get any one of those kids. They need to be the first one with an offer. It doesn't mean that they're going to keep all these kids. It means they're going to de- develop that relationship. And if they don't make the offer early, that's the one thing they've got going for them. So. Right. Let's see where that plays out, but I think it's a good philosophy, but it does not mean that we'll see where the rankings are. Missouri's in the top four of the SEC right now with their commitment of the quarterback, Sam Horn out of Georgia. You think Missouri's going to end up top four in recruiting uh, in December? I would bet not. Okay, that's a good bet. That's a good bet. But, you know, it's it's a strong strong strategy. It's good. It's good. It's nothing bad about it. It's just – you know, let's build it so that it's stronger than it has been, but they're not – I wouldn't say they're out recruiting it. Remember at this time last year, Alabama was ranked 58th in recruiting, and then now they've got close to the best recruiting class in the history of man since the cavemen were recruiting. I'll give you a quick uh, basketball update, then I'll I'll check out. Chris, if you want to keep going, you can, or we okay. can we can wrap. Um, Saturday, full fairly full slate of games. Uh, six games, then one game on Sunday. South Carolina is at Kentucky. Pretty meaningless game, 11 a.m. on ESPN. Mississippi State at Auburn. Again, another uh, pretty meaningless game other than SEC tournament seeding, I guess. It'd be Auburn's finale. They're ineligible for the the SEC tournament. That game's at noon on the SEC Network. Uh, Alabama fighting for a one seed. Probably can't get there. They can wrap up a two seed, though, by beating Georgia in Athens. That game's at 1 o'clock on CBS. LSU and Missouri, two teams that are in the NCAA tur- tournament, two teams that are uh, are fighting for higher seeds in the SEC, in the NCAA tournament. They meet each other at two o'clock on the SEC Network. Arkansas goes for win number eleven in the in a row in the SEC. The Hogs have really closed the season strong. That game is at four o'clock on the SEC Network, and then at six o'clock on the SEC Network, Vanderbilt. Frankly, one of the hotter teams in the league right now, despite their terrible record. They go to Ole Miss, senior day for uh, the Rebels, for uh, Devontae Shuler, who I've covered the past four years. Really, uh, really, really neat kid. Uh, he's had a great career. He is uh, trying to get Ole Miss back into the NCAA tournament to do it. He absolutely must beat Vanderbilt. That game's at six on the SEC network. And then on uh, Sunday, one final regular season game, Chris. It's an 11 a.m. tip. The Florida Gators, the Tennessee Vols in Knoxville. Huge game for uh, SEC tournament seeding ramifications. Big game probably for some NCAA tournament ramifications. That game you can see it on ESPNU. If you're curious about the standings in the league right now. Whoops, lost that. Let's see. Got to get back to that. Don't allow. Hit that. <laughs> I'm not sure how, how a pest control thing <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, Alabama has won the league. They're 15 and two in the league. Great year. Congratulations again to Nate Oates and the, and the, the guys in Tuscaloosa. Arkansas has wrapped up the two seed. They're 12 and four in the league heading into the finale. Uh, LSU, uh, Florida, Tennessee, Missouri, Ole Miss, even Mississippi State to some degree, all sort of bunched together from 10 and six for LSU to eight and nine for Mississippi State. Kentucky, Worst season in that program in a long, long time. Seven and nine in the league after losing at Ole Miss the other night. Georgia seven and ten. Auburn six and eleven. Carolina four and eleven. Texas A and M just a miserable season with COVID and losing and everything else. Two and seven in the league. And then I mentioned Vanderbilt. There, um, they beat Cincinnati last night. They are three and twelve in the league. Uh, eight and fourteen overall under Jerry Stackhouse. So that's your SEC basketball update. The tournament. Will be seated. The SEC tournament will be seated by Sunday, and then um, it starts on Wednesday with one game, four games on Thursday, four Friday, the semis on Saturday, the final on Sunday, and again next Sunday is uh, the big day, Selection Sunday, when you find out all the nets and RPIs and strength of schedules go out the window. You either get in or you don't. Great. Well, I know you're heading out the door. I'll answer a couple of these questions, but. Uh, we got somebody that that it wants some marathon advice training. So, okay. you know, I, I'm gonna leave that to you. <laughs> well, he, he he specifically asked for you, which if okay. he wasn't, <laughs> I can do it quick. Hey. I, I would the suggestion I would have for marathon training is is get a program. Uh, make sure you're in enough shape to do the program. If you're in shape where you can do the program, do the program. Follow it religiously. Uh, make sure you get your sleep. Make sure you. Uh, hydrate start getting into hydration habits now um but the big thing is be in enough shape to do it get two pairs of very comfortable running shoes and alternate them like you would tires and um pay a lot of attention to your body but follow the plan religiously if it says run three miles on tuesday that doesn't mean 2.8 and it doesn't mean 3.2 it means three and uh follow the follow the the, the, the plan, because what happened with me a little bit was I, I got so I was having such a good experience with training that I added to my training and that created some injury issues. Follow the plan completely and, and religiously, and it usually pays off. Have a good weekend. Uh, I'm going to uh, finish up with some of your questions because we really appreciate your involvement with the questions. I don't want to leave you hanging here, so I'm going to go through them real quick here and uh, try to answer them as quickly as I can. And because we really appreciate your support following us and hope you spread the word. Um, so let's see here. Um, Rock Westfall asks, at what point is Jeff Long held accountable for his lack of due diligence? Jeff Long, the athletic director at Kansas. Close relationship. They worked together at Michigan. Um, you know, tried to hire less at Arkansas. And when Jeff was at the athletic director there, but I think, I think, He's going to have to answer that question right now. You know that as uncomfortable as they are in Baton Rouge in Lawrence, Kansas, Jeff has some some uh, some explaining to do. Um, let's see here. Uh, you know, Ben says, I think he was referring to Les or set up his players with some girls uh, in the condo. Bing, bing, ding, 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 ding. Ben, you are on to something. I'll just leave it there. Um uh, we address what's the worst that could happen, Spartan Bartman to LSU. Um, uh, Jeff says uh, my niece is a senior at Dutchtown High School. Oh, really, uh, Jeff? 
Um, right, that's uh, right down the road there, Dutchtown High School, for people who don't know the area. I, I didn't realize you had such close connections to the area there. Well, uh, my best to her and to you, and um, uh, you know, right in the Gonzales area. Uh, got a lot of family in that area. So uh, anyway, uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, Spartan Martin, absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Um, uh, Matt Browning, to me, the whole thing across the board is the definition of lack of institutional control. I can't disagree with that. Um, uh, let's see. We talked about recruiting in NIL. Um Neil Spartan Martin says, uh, are there any measures that can be put in place to prevent um, this such as much investigation before or after hirings um, to make it more of a societal issue? Look, I think that what you have to have is you would have to have investigative boards. It's tougher in college. OK, I always refer to the NFL from my background there. But in fairness, there are 32 teams and. They're very stringent rules that you have to deal with. And we got our issues there. In college, my experience is that obviously it's it's you're dealing with state institutions, private institutions, conferences. It's tougher to get your hands around. I mean, look, you've got to have certain rules of common decency. I think we need to get things exposed. Um, I, I, I think, you know, just think about this. If if you didn't have a pattern of behavior that was negative. Eventually, if you do certain things, it'll get caught up. Eventually, it'll catch up to you, and it'll open up a Pandora's box. Um, I mean, I, I think it's a lot of common sense, but I think you have to have some better organization for people to follow and to embrace and say, for the good of the game, we ought to do this. But, again, taking away power from individuals is something they they, they don't want. Uh, G210 reps says my buddy says new head coach Harson was seen with a large group of uh, uh, young attractive ladies. Well, that's okay. I know you're probably kidding you. And that's nothing wrong with being seen with that. It's quite different than to be when he starts bringing them into a, a private condo or an apartment off, you know, off campus. Then when we got an issue, um, G210 rep says on UGA, when do we anticipate Gilbert, Eric Gilbert? find his way back home to Georgia. I don't know that we will. Uh, in fact, I don't think, I think he may end up having a go Juco route. It's going to depend as we talked about this on Tuesday, his academic situation that needs to be cleared up. I don't know that he's going to be eligible to play anywhere this year may have to go junior college, but it's going to come down to how his academics are squared away. And I don't know what he has done, what he hasn't done if he's on path, if it's if it's something that he can uh, make up between now and, say, the fall, you know, uh, I don't know. That That's going to determine where he ends up going and dealing with some personal issues. Uh, Sean Robinson has entered the transfer portal. Absolutely, Sean. I uh, appreciate Yeah, Absolutely. We uh, got that over at LandryFootball.com. Check that out. Um, Matt talking about Kermit. Uh, Kermit Davis and the roster at uh, Ole Miss. Uh, Smart Martin talk about the – Florida legislation. Um, Rock says, uh, I believe that college football should go all wild west on all of this. It's impossible to enforce. Tired of the facade. Eventually, the market will police itself. Uh, it's kind of what it's done there. And usually, you try to police yourself. That's what happens. Usually, when you're turned in for a uh, an infraction, it's usually turned in 
because of a, uh, a school within the conference or a competing school that turns you in may not be in conference, but usually it is. Um, and let's see, Sparmar, you talk about Arkansas and the money. The other thing I would add in that you got to be willing to spend it. Now, could Arkansas, Arkansas, you're correct, has the money to do things, but do, are they putting that, you know, Arkansas doesn't look like Alabama. They don't have as many analysts. They don't do as many things. So they have the money to do it. Are they willing to put together the infrastructure and the commitment to take all that money and to put it to make the football program as, as good as anybody in the country? Well, to this point, I don't, I'm not saying that they haven't done it. They haven't done it to the degree that some others have. Look, Vanderbilt has as much money as anybody, but they don't spend it on sports. Now, that's not a comparison between Arkansas and Vandy. It's just an example of you can have the money, but where are you willing to uh, to uh, to spend it? Rock says the transfer portal is painful. It is. Players' futures are left out, and uh, there's no question about it. Um, Philip. Chu says, uh, if the Power Five were to break away, wouldn't this be the model? Well, I think it's one model to work together as a voice because I do think there's some differences. Now, I do think that uh, Martin says that UCF has alumni with deep pockets. Yeah, UCF operates, Houston operates uh, more like financially, more like a Power Five school. I think that's why they're trying to get into Power Five leagues. Uh, Joel Cunningham says, well, Woodward, Scott Woodward, the athletic director at LSU's close personal relationship with Emirates, uh, help LSU in your opinion. Oh, I think it has, and I think it could, but I think that if the investigation comes out and reveals certain things, you can't run and hide away from that. Um, and let's see here. And I think the rest of it, we have got done. So, Good luck on your marathon training. Some quick news, some recruiting news of the week that I'll get to. We'll talk about it next week. Big get for Missouri, getting a four-star quarterback, Sam Horn, who I like a lot. 6'4", 195-pound kid. He's uh, from Sewanee, Georgia. Like him a lot. Um, he's the fifth recruit um, in this class of 2022, so good get for them. And I'm getting a quality offensive lineman. I like Luke Williams a lot. 6'5", 290. Is not ranked as high by some. I think he's actually a little bit better. Um, out of conference a little bit. Clemson getting a verbal from four-star quarterback. Um, Kate Kolubnik, um, really good-looking player. Um, he's from the state of Texas. Very highly recruited. Uh, Florida, Georgia, LSU, Michigan, Auburn uh, in there. Um, Kevin Coleman. Um Really good-looking receiver. Um, I, it, look for him to uh, make an announcement, Kevin Coleman Jr., that he's going to uh, – Alabama's his favorite. I think that's where it's going to end up. He's a top-20 overall prospect in this uh, 2022 recruiting class and one of the best receivers, no question about it. Speaking of quarterbacks, Caden Martin, T. Martin's son, going to Miami. You've probably heard about that. Um Interesting um, that, uh, but because of T and that relationship with T in Tennessee is not all that good. Michigan out of conference, getting a really good receiver in Tayshawn Trent. They've moved on. And speaking of the volunteers, uh, special, they've hired a special teams coach, Mike Eckler uh, from North Texas uh, to Josh Heupel's staff. Eckler had previously coached in the SEC uh, at Georgia, where he served as a linebacker coach under 
you guessed it, former Georgia defense coordinator, Jeremy Pruitt. Boy, it's a small world after all in college football. So, um, so anyway, we appreciate you joining us and give you a little extra time here answering your questions. We appreciate you. Neil and I appreciate you. Spread the word about what we're doing. We are looking for a really good title sponsor as we're growing this show. We want to keep it together. We both enjoy doing it. We both enjoy um, kind of embracing you guys in our little family, and we want to expand it to have a lot of conversation and and and, uh, and in involvement in the sport of football. And so we appreciate any ideas, send them over to, to me at uh, Chris at LandryFootball.com or to Neil, uh, and we'll follow up on it. But have a great weekend. Have a safe weekend, everybody. We'll be back to uh, speak with you guys on Tuesday for another edition of SEC Football and Beyond. Uh, again, uh, appreciate you joining us. So long, everybody. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.